to get started is make some noise. So, on the count of three, I want you all to clap, cheer, scream, go nuts crazy, find a small child with a giant lollipop, and fling them in the air. Here we go. One, get ready. Two, give it all you got. Three, go crazy. Welcome back to the Mouse Moment Podcast, sponsored by theseamazingplaces.com. This is show number 110 for the week of May 31st, 2010. That is Memorial Day, and so it's a, it's a joyous it's occasion because we don't weekend, have to work. Except yeah. for me, because my air conditioning's not working yeah. and it's 90 degrees outside. Unfortunately. Yeah. So guess happens. what? I'm spending the night with Adam. <laughs> oh, I just told him that. Well, you can sleep on the couch downstairs yeah, next thanks. to my dog. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, as long as there's air conditioning involved, I don't Yeah, care. there is. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm supposed to tell you now what we're going to do this week, everybody. Uh, first of all, we're going to start off with some uh, travel news, and it's all Disney-related. Uh, and we're going to throw out a little bit of stuff here and there and let you know what's going on within the parks on the East and West Coast. Uh, and then after that, uh, we're going to do our feature part of uh, feature presentation, which is going to be the UK players in Epcot. And uh, for those of you who don't know what they are, you're going to hear Adam talk a little bit about it since he's the one who did get the audio. And then you're actually going to get to hear them. And along the way, we're also going to touch on some other things that uh, take place in our, uh, the UK pavilion and land of UK there. So whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Yeah, and don't forget we made our big announcement last week. You can now book a vacation with us by calling 1-800-522-3073 and talk to our certified travel professional, uh, Pam, over at Thompson Travel. And Or you can also email us, podcast at theseamazingplaces.com, and we'll just send all your information over, get some maybe questions back from you about what you're looking at. And she can do anything. She can do Disney. She can do Universal, Cruises, Custom trips, no whatever space you want. flight yet. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> not Maybe yet. not everything, yeah. but almost it's everything. coming. <laughs> <laughs> I well, don't know. I guess if you've got the money, she could probably book it. Well, that's probably yeah. true. <laughs> anyway. All right. So stick with us, and we're gonna have a fun one this week. Want to see what we're up to, or you want to send us something while you're out and about? Just send us a tweet at twitter.com slash amazingplaces. What do you think about the show so far? Rubbish! Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like Foldy Towers. Yeah, For those I'm of not, you who don't know what that is, go check it out. Yeah, I'm not, uh, not good at acting or any of those accents. So anyway... UK listeners, we're sorry for that bad, bad stuff, but we promise to hit some entertainment and give you a little bit of history behind what's going on with the United Kingdom over in Disney World, because I've heard from many United Kingdom travelers, this doesn't look like the UK at all. Well, we'll talk about that. So that's a little teaser what's to come. Doug, let's start talking about some Disney news here. I know you only have a little on your list, but and I'll uh, I'll moderate us for now. So okay. do you want to go ahead and... First of all, let's start off with some Disneyland news. We don't usually do that. Okay. Uh, so first of all, they have World of Color, 
that's going to be opening up. And for those of you who don't know what that is, they did have this open at one time. And then they closed it, and now no. they're opening again? Or? No, it was only for testing purposes. Okay, I just thought they had it open a long time ago. Oh. And now they brought it back. I, okay. Well, if you are if you don't know anything about it, World of Color was an original TV show from Walt okay. Disney. there we go. That's what it's called. Okay. And uh, in fact, it... Yeah. Anyway, that's where the name comes from. Okay. So it's not that that's what this is. is no. That's what this show is. It's a big TV. They blow it up and it floats above <laughs> well, yeah. you. Anyway. Um, but anyway, there's been some testing and they played some of the testing on their blog, Disney's blog, which of course I definitely recommend because we've actually just been checking some things it's out incredible. here before the show. Yeah, I mean, we used to hit like the Orlando Sentinel to get certain information and the blog has all that information and so and more. much more. Yeah. And it really is like the inside uh, kind of gears mm -hmm. of Disney representatives. Okay, so anyway, World of Color is getting ready to launch at Disneyland this summer. So uh, go check that out. In fact, uh, we didn't even, I didn't look to see what the dates were, but I'm pretty sure it's its coming out very soon or else it already has been. In... No, it's not up yet. Oh, it's I not up yet. That. Okay. No, I haven't That's heard good. anybody talk about it. That's good. Okay. So what do we got going on uh, with uh, Mickey's Not So Scary? Yeah. And that's going to be and also in Disneyland along with Disney World. Mm -hmm. But there are some differences between what's happening in Disney World and now what's happening in Disneyland. First of all, there's a change in location. And where's that going to be, Adam? It used to be at Disney's California Adventure, and now it's going to be over at the actual Disneyland uh, park there. So... Which I didn't know that until we started no. discussing. Right, we saw that on the blog. Mm -hmm. And so what were the dates again? It's on, well, I don't know if this was an early get-in or what it was, but they basically said Tuesdays and Fridays in October. Um, so And then, of course, Halloween night, whatever. Yeah. In. Mm -hmm. And it's still a hard-ticket event. And let's see here. There, it'll actually start uh, at 3 p.m., which is actually before park closing and the, the annual, not the annual, but the actual event really begins though at 6 p.m. that's probably at park closing mm -hmm. but I think now and this is just hearsay or kind of coming out of my head but I've heard a lot of people complain that have paid for the ticket for the day to come into the park they complain that uh, well great now you want me to pay another I think it's $75 for this event well that's if you wait till you get to the gate <laughs> right. usually I mean I don't know the pricing over it's in different Disneyland. for pass holders and mm -hmm. stuff like that but and so I think what they're doing is kind of enticing people a little bit by starting a few of the festivities before the park actually closes and uh -huh. kind of rush everybody out. Plus, people feel like, oh, good, well, I got something. Yeah. I got to see some of it, and I still didn't have to pay mm -hmm. the extra $65 or whatever. And so, uh, I don't know if you put it down or not, but for annual pass holders, the tickets for this, the hard tickets for this event actually go on sale earlier than uh, for general admission. Not general admission, for general public. Right. And so I don't remember the date. I, think I it was didn't like write it down. June sixth, June or something. Yeah, yeah. for and June sixteenth so. or something for uh, general public. And the greatest thing about that is, pertaining to our show, Doug's going to be down there in Disney World for this event. So we're right. actually going to get to cover this a little more in depth. Talk a little bit more about it, like why you would even want to go and why you would even want to pay extra to go to this event. And uh, we'll cover it in in depth in another show. With, Probably October, October-ish yeah, times. I'd say around that. So, time. May, oh, you know what? We might as well try to get it before For Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll hit it, hit it right around that time. And some of the sounds are just incredible from there. From oh, some of the sounds. I'm gonna have high definition video too. Oh yeah. There is the coolest mm -hmm. dudes within the parade that carry these shovels, and they look like zombies, uh -huh. and they scrape the shovels with spark against the ground. It's awesome, yeah. man. 
It's awesome. So we could keep going on about yeah, this. I know. I mean, there's more I want to say about it. Anyway, there's a there's a long list here. Uh, are you finished with that? You yeah. want to go on to the next Disneyland yeah, let's thing? Go on to the next. Disneyland also announced their infamous uh, Disneyland Hotel is going to get a refurbishment. Uh, there are several things that are happening. They're getting some different things that are going to be happening with their pool areas. They have a couple pools that's going to get some refurbs and added additions. There's a whole bunch of stuff happening in that. Uh, at different moments of the refurbished schedule, certain sections are going to be finished. Um, there's one in 2010 that's going to be finished in 2011, and then by 2012, the what they're calling the Neverland Pool, which of course is has a Peter Pan theme, is going to be completely finished. And from what I understand, there's going to be a new bridge built over the pool because the right now I think there's only one pool around there. But if they build another pool, there's nowhere to walk around. So the best way is to build a bridge over it. So that's going to be kind of cool. Um, apparently, there's also theming that's going to be happening around on the what they're calling the towers for the Disneyland Hotel that's going to replicate what you see in Magic Kingdom. So like there's going to be a fantasy tower that's based on Fantasyland. There's a... Uh, oh, cool. Okay. Um, I forget what it was. Fa I f like Adventureland Tower or something. Something like that where it's like several Tomorrowland. of the towers. Tomorrowland, please tell me. I No, I didn't see a f <laughs> oh. Tomorrowland one. Um, I struck but, out again. But that doesn't mean... That I didn't look yeah. very in very in depth about it. But anyway, that's the Disneyland Hotel. Well, and that hotel it. has... And I'm not going to go into it all together here, but there's a huge amount of history behind that hotel. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some cool stuff. So if anybody wants to look that up ahead of time, honestly, there's really cool stories and stuff. It was the first hotel that was built there, and it was owned by a different company at the time. Huh. And they were friends of uh, Walt's, and Walt's turn. Walt, it was a friend of his who was having some financial difficulties at the time, and he turned the hotel, and he did a lot of stuff. Cool. There's really cool history huh. behind that hotel. We'll have so. to cover that sometime. Yeah. So. Okay, so that's pretty much it for Disneyland news. There is one thing we want to pipe in here. Doug was mentioning to me earlier, and that he was talking to Pam, our travel uh, professional, whatever you want to call her, and she was saying that, believe it or not, it's cheaper right now to fly to Disneyland and book, well, a, many book a vacation with Disneyland. You can book a, yeah, you can book an Over. entire vacation mm -hmm. uh, to Disneyland cheaper than you can do to Cheap. Disney World. Mm -hmm. And so that's... So, I know that I, I kind of found that out through some other stuff that I was doing, uh, but I would have never guessed. Yeah. Because for me, even, it's a lot further to fly. It's, And so you would have thought, well, it's easily going to cost me more money to go to California mm -hmm. than it cost me to go to Florida, and that's not the truth. Yeah. So, so anyway, check that out. Uh, if you want to call Pam and get a free quote, I forgot to mention that, and we don't talk about it that often. Uh, obviously, we just announced it, but... The fact that you can get free quotes from Pam, she's more than willing to put together something for you to say, hey, this is what's going on. And, and she's great to call her, I mean, pick her brain. Mm -hmm. If you've got some ideas of things that you're thinking about doing, That's true. it's mm -hmm. amazing that I can think, okay, yeah, I've done a lot of traveling and you know stuff like that, uh, but as soon as I bring up certain questions to her, she answers them in an altogether different way than mm -hmm. what I would have answered them to myself. Yeah. And so that right there shows her experience. And it's worth the phone call for that alone. For sure, for sure. Okay, so let's hit Disney World. We've got a lot more to cover on this. Uh, let's just, you know what? Before we hit Disney World, I forgot to mention, this is kind of random. Not Disney related, but don't forget, Harry Potter and the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is opening June 18th. Coming up very, very quickly. And it sounds, through some conversations that we have with Pam, 
that they're going to be slammed yeah. when they first open. And that's mm. obvious. It's summertime and stuff like that. So The whole point that, of opening That's the reason that. why mm-hmm. we're thinking about doing something later when we're there in September or October yeah. when I'm there. So I'm thinking about trying to get over there then. Mm-hmm. Hopefully on a weekday, and maybe I can. Well, you know, it's not going to be rush. as crowded in September not. as it isn't. There's no way. Yeah, Disney no, isn't even. It, well, plus everybody's just started school. Yeah, when yeah. we're down. There. So, so anyway, keep that in mind. Also, as far as Disney World, we've announced this before. Uh, Summer Night Tastic begins June 6th. It's an all-new fireworks show. The Electrical Main Street Light Parade or Main Street Electrical Light Parade uh, is coming back. I think from that's so awesome. Yeah, because I remember as a kid it, from a kid, and mm-hmm. I was just amazed by the music and the lights. So, yep. and I don't like parades all that much, but yeah, that one really captured my attention and has held it for all these years. Mm-hmm. We're still in the midst of Star Wars weekends, of course, and here it is. It's a year anniversary since Doug was back there a year ago and uh, just trudging through the hot heat in the oh yeah. Next to Tatooine <laughs> traders getting stuck on the exit of Star oh, Wars man. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Stuck in the store. Funny. With my son, he can see the uh, lightsabers, but there's no way we could reach them. They yeah. might as well have been 100 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, this also, don't forget we announced this, uh, Toy Story 3 is coming out in theaters this summer. On top of that, they've got some new characters in the parks. And on top of that, they're adding new levels to the Toy Story Midway Mania ride attraction, which is in Disneyland and Disney World. Disney World yeah. so, and there's new merchandise also. And there's new the merchandise Asian to go along with that. Something else Disney World related. Disney Dining Reservations are now doing this beta testing with online um Food reservations. It, they've so, been, and of course, they've had online food reservations that you could do for a little while now, mm-hmm. but they're trying to revamp it. And I think anybody who's used it knows uh, that there are certain complications with it. I think some yeah. people are trying to get on at 3 o'clock in the morning and trying to book their stuff, thinking that the levels of people that were on there trying to book at the same time would be less. And of course, and it's they could. Or it, something would happen, yeah. the system would freeze up on them by the time they could get back in it was after a certain time and then they'd lost their reservations right. mm-hmm. and so yeah and of course the whole point was to be quicker than talking to a, some representative and, and in i fact think it too wasn't, at the so. time you could book even though you, let's say you're there five days some people were booking 20 reservations in five days uh. they were double booking and triple booking in some places oh, in case yeah. they changed their mind and that i mean as soon as you've done that now mm-hmm. you shut somebody else out from being able to go to a certain restaurant. So sounds like they may be working on fixing that kind of well, thing. We'll see. Yeah, There's got to be a way happens. around it. but um, Other than that, the only other thing we wanted to talk about, too, is the fact that in the fall, when everything we're talking about, Doug will be down there, uh, Epcot has two restaurants that will be hopefully open by then. They just say fall right now. But one of them is the Mexico restaurant that's right outside uh, that the pavilion right there, it's right on the water. Is it it's called a good San Angelo Inn. Is that no, right that's, the that's the one inside. Yeah, that's the it's. Restaurant. This is the Cantina de San yeah, Angelo Inn. Yeah. It's it's Angel. It's it looks like San Angel Inn, but I'm not. I don't speak Spanish or okay. anything, so I think it's San Angel or something like that. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's the it's the quick it's service the one that restaurant sits on, on mm-hmm. the water, right? Yes, it's the one that sits on water. Like I said, good illuminations viewing, and I have some little thing here that I wanted to say. It's it's going to be 400 seats, and it will be both fresco and air conditioned seating for lunch and coveted spot for dinner viewing and That's viewing cool illuminations. We ate there, Connor and I did when we mm-hmm. were there. Uh, and I remember there was some seating, but there wasn't very. There's no way that there, I don't think there was a hundred. 
yeah. seats at that time. Yeah, so I agree. That's so, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That they, I mean, but you're looking at them adding. Let's say there was a hundred when we were there. Now you're at, they've added three hundred seats to eat in to the yeah. park. Plus the next place you're going to talk about, which I believe is another three hundred seats. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a three hundred seat uh, restaurant. This one is also going to be partly outside. Uh, outside dining and vaulted ceilings, and it is in Italy, and it is supposed to be one of the top pizza places, and they're trying to make it one of the best pizza places in Florida because they are actually importing water right. to That's make what the I, dough. And everybody who uh, lives in Florida says this, <laughs> that the water is horrible to make dough. Pizza, yeah, so, pizza you, dough. so the pizza is horrible. That's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, who would have thought? Well, yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? And we'll see what happens. And you know what's funny? Because I had pizza over at Mama Melrose's over in Dizzy's Hollywood Studios. I guess I didn't pay attention, but I thought it was pretty decent. You were hot Although, you were starving, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's inside, so I had yeah. air conditioning. But So anyway, that is it for all this new stuff. And uh, we just wanted to say all that stuff because this is a Mouse Moment podcast when we talk on all about Disney. And we still have a lot to go with the show. So hopefully that information was good for you. If you have anything to comment for, if you want to send us anything, or if you want to add into anything that we talked about, you can also call our voicemail line, which we play on the show anyway, and uh, or leave us comments on just what you heard. Okay, everybody, take a deep breath now with us, and let's begin the next segment. Have you seen our latest pictures at Flickr? Well, you can. Just go to our website, click on the Photos tab, and it'll take you from there. Or you can go to flickr.com slash photos slash theseamazingplaces. Hey, why don't you drop us a line at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was the fact that United Kingdom Pavilion is something, I don't know, there's not really a lot of attractions there. There's just the entertainment that you find on the streets. You know, you got the British Invasion, which we've talked about many times before. And in fact, we still have uh, some other recorded audio we eventually want to play of them. Um, But also, it's just like the streets of the UK and uh, restaurants and pretty much that's it. I mean, there's not like a ride. There's not an attraction per se. And uh, and it is. No, a but good there's a lot of stuff to do. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't forget off kilter either. Well, off kilter is in Canada. Are they? Yeah. Why is it? I always feel like <laughs> when I'm walking through the UK, I would hear off kilter. Because they're so stinking uh, loud. Because, you know, sound system well, is maybe straight. I did 11 trips around the loop, and so probably at so some point a... I had no idea where I was even at anymore. So yeah. Anyway. You know, if you were a drinker, I would say you had one too many things from. Uh, UK. Uh, the pub, the <laughs> yeah. Rosen Crown. Rosen but, Crown, there we go. But you're not, so I can't use that excuse. Nope. Maybe it was the heat that that's what got to you. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about was the fact that the United Kingdom is someplace we usually don't really do a lot of details, and you know, you think, oh, you just walk through it and whatever. Well, lo and behold, I have a book here. It's called The Imagineering Field Guide to Epcot at Walt Disney World. They make four of them. There is one for each park in Walt Disney World, and it's pretty cool because there are some little details in here that you would never know. I'm actually reading through the one for Animal Kingdom. We may end up playing some of that audio uh, sometime on a show just yeah. to talk to tell you because we love Animal Kingdom, and uh, Doug has to mow a lot, so I record it. So and there can is so much it. stuff though about Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. that there's no way you'll there's no way you'll ever know it without uh, without reading hearing it or having somebody mm-hmm. else tell you or trying to spend a lot e- of hours reading. Mm-hmm. And there's even more than these books offer. Right. 
from that kind of stuff. So anyway, I wanted to read this just to give you an idea. This goes back to what Disney does with their attractions, where they create a story. And here they have already created a story with their facades and their pavilion, the United Kingdom pavilion. And within that story, we have the UK showcase, world showcase players that fits right into the storyline. So let me just read this real quick and we'll go from there. Okay, it says, Our trip through the United Kingdom is a trip through time. There is a progression through time and around the kingdom built into the building facades and interior spaces that line our streets. Traveling from left to right on the promenade, we begin with the 1500s, represented by the tea caddy. Its thatched roof and half-timbered walls are modeled after Anne Hathaway's cottage at Stratford-upon-Avon. We move into the 1600 with the Queen's Table, a two-story structure with gable barge boards, diamond-shaped wooden moldings, truffles, clovers, and chevrons. Its Queen Anne room, rendered all in plaster, takes us to the 1700s. Lords and Ladies stands in for the 1800s with its exterior of dressed stone and pedimented four-column center leading up to the stone-blostered parapet at the roofline. In order to tie it all together, we return to the 1500s as we make our way from the toy soldier past the crown and crest to sportsman's shop, modeled on Hampton Court on the east facade, and Walter Scott's Abbotsford Manor on the south face. This treatment allows for a broad sweeping vision of the United Kingdom that holds together as a single piece. So there you go. Cool. So really, though, it never really gets hardly out of the 1500s. I mean, well, it starts and it goes a little bit out and then comes back. Mm-hmm. Cool. As I you would have never known. As that. you cycle through. Now, one of the things that I've always often heard is there's British guys walking around in Disney World and they're like, we don't have one of those. We don't have one of those. What's this? This isn't our place, you know, because they got that old uh, telephone looking thing. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, telephone booth. Telephone booth with the red. Man, you, know, you are young, aren't you? Stick, whatever. <laughs> But, no, it's cool actually. But from but they don't have that today, or at least from oh. these guys that didn't look like the UK didn't look like doesn't look like that now. Well, yeah, it's because Disney sets this in another time. It's not meant to be purpose. And the reason they do that because they don't want you to travel to Disney World and say, "Hey, this is just like home." You know, they want you t- to take you to another place. That's another reason. Another one, time in another place. Yeah, there's a whole That's there's a whole awesome. story. I, as I read through this book, there's a whole story with each pavilion just like that. That they've done things like that. So, because of that, we are taken to entertainment on the streets that's called the United Kingdom World Showcase Players. And these guys are talking like they are knights at the round table. Well, and they're King yeah. Arthur. Or, and, or even like entertainers for the king. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's stuff from this era. Right. It's not stuff that you'd find if you go to U- UK. Well, today. no, you're not going to find, I don't think you'd find street entertainers. Well, Maybe a guy playing the sax. Well, see, you may find street entertainers. What I'm saying is the the storyline that they're producing okay. is not something you would find no, there. Yeah, you know, that's right. It's if it were, it would be more like, oh, you're you know, you're doing something old on purpose, stuff like that. Anyway, so the storyline of the UK World Showcase players is this this little skit, and of course, they kind of give it a little flair and a little fling. We all know Monty Python and the skits that Monty Python brought about. And it is a lot like that. And it is a lot like that. There's all these little puns and jokes and laughing and all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on. That's really, it really makes it a good show. So um, if there's anything I wanted to say about it, and I don't know if you have any questions about it, Doug. Well, you know what? Okay, how? go ahead. Do you remember, I asked you this earlier, so I'm going to ask you again. Do you remember anything about how they were dressed? Yes. Uh, Actually, I, I do... 
vaguely, and then I had to look up some pictures online, and I remembered it, it's kind of like the 15, 1600 rags, rag right. clothing. Yep. Uh, it's you know just like the Monty Python stuff from the old Monty Python and the Holy Grail quest for the Holy Grail. Speaking of which, this skit has to do with yes. the Holy Grail. Yes, it does. It is. It's very similar to that era, and uh, you know they all have British <laughs> it's accents. That, yeah, it's definitely that that type of humor mm-hmm. from the John, Monty Python's kind of yeah. era of humor. Definitely. Um, uh, so they're dressed like that. There are some props that are involved. Of course, the Holy Grail is there. There's a king. They have a crown. They, they have, do interact with the audience. They too. interact with the audience, and that's what makes this one of the one of a good thing to watch because you may get picked. Where, or, did, you, where did you see them? We were basically as you walk into the pavilion from, um, from say you're at Spaceship Earth and you're walking towards... Uh, the UK Pavilion. There is. You go to the right and go to the left, and you're back in where the British invasion yep. is. Well, if you right when you go to the right, we just had our back to that okay. to that wall. Now they do they do different. That's right by Rosencrown. No, right. across the street from right. Rosencrown. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. the Rosencrown is. We had our backs against the wall. Rosencrown was on our right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So if that makes it, and we were facing Spaceship Earth. Yep. Okay. So anyway, uh, they do move around, so they don't always do this in the same location because the main reason, it's hot, and they were in the shade. They actually let us sit in the shade, and they were out in the sun when they were doing this. And I could tell the one guy. It was their last show of the day, and I think it was five o'clock in the afternoon, and he had sunburn on his forehead and everything. So oh, really, and he was one of the actors there. So. And I know they do it a lot. They probably do two or three of these a day at least and switch out actors and stuff. Huh. But anyway, it was just a fun interactive show. Um, it's only about 14, 15 minutes long, so it, it at least lasted. You kind of had to last through the heat, and it was pretty hot. But uh, I about imagine. It was great, though. And literally, when everybody hears this audio, just the interaction with the audience and how everybody – at first – it kind of took everybody a little bit of time to kind of get involved, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, they were truly involved yeah. in what was uh, in what was happening. And then they did start yelling out "rubbish" yeah. and things like that, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Is that's and that's why I put that in at the beginning of the show. Oh, obviously, it's awesome. <laughs> it, it was just it's just a fun interactive thing to to just have. So okay, well. We chatted. Yeah. Let's play the audio. You're going to love this, everybody. You're going to love this. I know maybe when you first looked at the description, maybe of what the show was going to be about, and you thought, I don't know. Uh, but then when you hear it, you're like, I want to find these guys. Yeah. This is fun stuff. Definitely. All right. So enjoy this. Oh, you can do better than that. Uh, why did the cowboy buy a duck suit? Say why. Why? Someone said get a long little dog. Oh, there you go. Someone's actually laughing at that, aren't you, lady? Found your level. Also, we've got an ancient vessel called the Holy Grail. It's such an amazing piece of kitchenware. It never runs out of beer. That's right. Every time we say the Holy Grail, we will salute it by doing the Holy Grail salute. We'll put our arms in the air and regally say Grail, 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 blah. Right? You look so excited to try it. Let's do it, everyone. Arms up in the air. Come on, pretend you're at a 7-Eleven late at night. <laughs> the Holy Grail! Grail, Grail, Grail! Of course, if you're holding a beer, one hand is fine. Also, we've got an ancient tradition in the UK. We say, so, what do you think of it so far? You yell back to us. Rubbish. At the top of your lungs, rubbish. Believe me, once we get going, you'll recognize rubbish for what it is, all right? There we go. What do you think of it so far? Very good. By way of review, the Holy Grail. 
phone, Galahad. I'm on your horse. How do you like it? Uh, Alright, now everyone back at the castle. His Majesty, very concerned about the well-being of his knights, he scratched his royal cheek. Excellent choice, Your Majesty. We appreciate that. Right, and now back to the knights who found themselves right in front of the Castle Carbonac, which just happened to be the holding place of the Holy Grail. Grail, Grail, Grail. Oh, so Galahad, he boldly approached the castle door. He rang the castle bell. And he discovered and utilized electricity. So that's that But it's medieval ages, mate. You got the big pole chain. Go ahead, give her a ring. Well done, Quasimodo. All right, now, nothing much happened at this point, so the knights had to push the doors open. They go push the doors and say bonjour. Bonjour. Why bonjour in the UK? They're French doors. Oh. 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 What do you think of the show so far? Rubbish! Very nice. Now, looking into the deep darkness of the castle, the knights, they saw approaching them, the vision of a wizened, gnarly, yet somewhat familiar figure approaching. To himself! <laughs> to himself! <laughs> the assembled crowd, they all began to chant Sir Galahad's name. Everyone, Galahad, 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 Galahad. A hush across the crowd! And then the wizard declared his secret challenge. Oh, my limbo! How low can you go? Sometimes you have to rush limbo. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, everyone, having defeated him was a rather mediocre challenge. Yeah, you saw it. So Galahad, he was presented with the Holy Grail. Grail, Grail, Grail. First she turned back into a beautiful young lady. No problem there. And then she handed the cup over to Sir Galahad. But she did so in the most interesting manner of her own choosing. Go for it. Oh, nice. Right, Sir Galahad receiving the cup. He got back onto his horse. Oops, just, just a wee little Shetland pony. <laughs> and then he galloped boldly back to Camelot. It's right here. We got a fast pass. Very good. <laughs> All right, arriving back in the castle, he presented the cup to the king with awe. Now His Majesty, receiving the cup, he looked deep inside. There he saw all of the universe's mysteries revealed to him. Do you see them, Your Majesty? Yes. Fine acting there. So amazed was he, he rose to his feet. He held the cup up on high for all to see. He said, Camelot, I am your king. Camelot, I am your king. He said, and because I am your king. And because I am your king. Drinks are on me. Drinks are on me. Everybody, you've seen him with the cup safely back in the castle. The king, he was happy. 
Have you called us lately? If not, you can call us at 641-715-3900, extension 53056, and tell us about the show. One more time, Adam. Rubbish! <laughs> Seriously, we should say that uh, at every show now. Yeah, uh-huh. Because <laughs> what do you think of the show? Rubbish. rubbish. You're all rubbish. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully... Uh, you got some fun out of this show. I mean, oh, we were kind of blabbing on it. Yeah, I don't. I thought it was great. The audio is great. You know, yeah. I hadn't listened oh. to it in some time until we just said, okay, we're going to mm-hmm. go back. We're going to do this mm-hmm. show. So I went back and listened to the audio and thought, oh, that stuff rocks. It's yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. And it's a fun place. And it's, a, you know, it's one of those hidden gems that mm-hmm. nobody, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody really thinks that that kind of stuff is going on. Of course, there's a few people that think, oh, yeah, they have bands and stuff like that playing. But mm-hmm. when you see the street entertainers, I mean, I don't remember. I walked through and didn't see any of them. Yeah. And so sometimes it helps if you look them out. Sometimes it just helps if you're thinking about them ahead of time and mm-hmm. you kind of look to see where they're at. Yeah, and each pavilion has their own entertainers. I mean, a lot of them are musical, you right. know. But, uh, again, check your times guide and check that out if you are down there. Or, uh, I don't know, you just... Need something else to do besides just uh, stand in line for Soren, or, or yeah, you yeah, know, because exactly. seriously, Soren's lines long a lot. But anyway, well, anyway, hope you enjoyed that, and hope you're having a great week. Uh, it's it's pretty much and if summer. If you're listening almost, to this so. on uh, on Monday, Happy Memorial Day. Yes, I hope you have the day off. And again, it's for all of us that live in the United States. We are very thankful to have uh, people before us that basically have fought for our freedom we are definitely fortunate and speaking to that we do want to cover some really good information next week we're going to talk about some stuff from washington dc and some of our founding presidents and just some of the concepts that they had in their head when they thought about creating a country and and how our monuments are actually reflecting some of those things we were just talking about today on the drive home and i thought you know what that's a perfect segue from memorial day to talk about that kind of a stuff and uh we have a lot more things to talk about from D.C., but uh, I think the Washington Monument is definitely a good starter to get in, yep. involved there. So Yeah, and there's so many things that well, I didn't hear. And I'll play you some audio that I've got when I was riding up in the elevator and the, the talk that they give you and then on the oh. way down and stuff like well, that. Good. I've recorded I, each bit of I'm that. I'm glad you got audio of right. it, too. And, yeah, so. uh, but they didn't tell a lot of the stuff that I've since picked up. And uh-huh. so there are so many cool, with each one of these attractions, exhibits, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. there's so many, there's so much history behind each thing that there's no way they could give you it all. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried to pick up little tidbits more along the way cool. uh, to kind of share that with people. Cool. And if you do go, it gives you kind of uh, some more meat to kind of chew on, to look for Definitely. things, kind of more things to do while you're there than just saying, hey, neat tower. Yeah. It looks like a pencil. It, yeah, you know, seriously. 
just you so know, many other things there. What, what I think is so. the greatest thing about it is we find all these immersive things in Disney because they put them there. It's everywhere. As you travel, it's everywhere. It's if everywhere. you really dig, you can really find the rich history of why something was put the way yeah. it was. And it's, Disney was just our primer. Oh, yeah. To kind of get us started down yeah. the road of yeah. looking deeper into each thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so. Okay. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to another Mouse Moment podcast. Again, you can give us a call or call our travel agent, 1-800-522-3037. Or, sorry, 3073. Don't call 37. That's probably some. Yeah, it's probably some. Anyway, let's. (laughs) Telemarketing firm. Yeah. 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 What do you want? (laughs) Rubbish. (laughs) Definitely. This show is definitely rubbish. Holy cow. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, have a great one, everyone. See you next week. Stay cool. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2010. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so, what are we doing, Adam? I was trying to... Hang on. I'm trying to think of the accent if you listen to the audio. So what do you think about the show so far? Well, guess what? There went all of our UK listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> rubbish. Hey, You're all rubbish. Yeah, rubbish. You, you forgot anyway. the line. Yes, I, I did. I, we didn't rehearse. It, oh, so. that's right. Yes, I did forget the line. Well, yeah. All okay. right, here. Let's I was start caught again. up in the accent more than what you were actually saying. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, everybody. Take a deep breath now with us. And let's begin the next segment. Okay, I'm stuck. <laughs> I can't believe Doug just said that. It's just like, it's like I should play this mystical background music that that just <laughs> light your incense and find your comfort pillow yeah. and cross your legs and yeah, there we go. Put your thumbs down. Drone with us as together. we. Yeah. And then I, then I thought about it and I thought about this week's show and all I wanted to say was rubbish, rubbish. <laughs> this is just rubbish. All right. So anyway. Speaking of rubbish, let's talk about the United Kingdom Pavilion over in Epcot. And uh, Doug, I really hope people listen farther now that you said speaking of rubbish. Now speak- we're going to talk about the United Kingdom. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> there went their listeners. They run off again. I meant to say that. Speaking of the attraction, yeah. the World <laughs> Showcase players. <laughs> that was great. Anyway, whatever, right. whatever. All right. So anyway, we're going to talk about the uh, World Showcase United Kingdom. I got to turn a light on here. <laughs> I was just going to say, hey, everybody, Adam is about to read to us in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting dark. The sun's setting. It's late. We're uh, having fun here. So, yeah. so they're pro- the listeners are probably back you know, home or wherever they're listening to us. And they're thinking, thinking, man, these guys don't have very high standards for this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, I just got to shout this out. We got to call in the break here and... Uh, Doug might be getting his air conditioner fixed. <laughs> yes, yes. I know it's kind of yes. random, and it has it nothing helps to, to do know with people. travel. And so maybe, maybe somebody's maybe. got the part that I need to be able to get this thing working. Uh, so anyway, well, you gotta th- you gotta figure. It's a lot cooler in here than it was down in Florida when you were there last oh, year. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, around this time, until I get so. back to the hotel room, and then I had well, the then, air conditioning was like sixty five degrees. In well, there. of course, of it's course. an ice box. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's what makes it nice. And that's what I love about Disney, too. You can go into places and it's like, oh, I just oh, feel so man, refreshed. It's incredible. Yeah, it's like jumping into the swimming pool. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. So.